Welcome back to the Rick and Daft Podcast. I'm Daft. And I'm Rick. And as always, we are here unscripted and raw. It's you and me in season three. Yep, for not much longer. For not much longer, but at least one more episode longer, Daft. Yes. Um, this is the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of fun over the years in the Christmas season. We have. Um, we've pitted Santa Claus against Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. We've talked about... Um, uh, what's it, Christmas Carol filibusters. Yeah, that was a solid one. And uh, nogging. Yeah, which is uh, I. It's December and nobody has nogged me yet. I haven't been nogged in a long time. <laughs> Anyways, so if you're wondering what that is, you should definitely listen to uh, last year's uh, Rick and Daft's Christmas special where we brought uh, Molly and Stacy on and we talked about some of our favorite holiday traditions. <laughs> um, but today uh, we are going to do a uh, christmas blockbuster special mm-hmm. um now originally this was going to be a just a full-length episode where we're going to do um another part but it turns out that we got really carried away <laughs> super carried away um with our uh, movie reviews for our christmas blockbuster special so what are we going to do Das? i think we're going to make this a, a two-parter wow so um I think that just about covers it. Mm-hmm. So we really hope you enjoy this special Rick and Daft's Christmas episode. But here's the thought of the week music to get us kicked off. Papa Strip poker on the Enterprise. Boy. Who you got? <laughs> they only have one. But contractually, he had a band. Wesley Crusher would make a terrible Dread Pirate Roberts. I feel like you're doubting my ability to seduce an ape princess. I'm not doubting. I'm, I'm, I'm a little doubting. It's the Rick and Daffs thought of the week. Well, Daffs, Christmas is upon us again. Yes. And you know what that means? Family. And avoiding family. <laughs> At the annual Christmas blockbuster movies. Yeah, they do kind of save them up all year. Mm-hmm. Just for the end of the year. What's the big uh, one this year? Uh, it's The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's coming out in a couple days. Uh, at any rate. So, f- in the in the spirit of the times, I've come up with my list, my own list of 18 <laughs> oh my God. blockbuster films that could potentially be made. And so what we're going to do is run through them all. You're going to ask me whatever questions you need to ask. And then you will grade them on a scale of one to five. And I've heard your scale, and it's it seems fair, but slightly punitive. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of imagining that these ideas are like trailers or like um, previews before a different film. And I go, mm-hmm. eh, would I see that? Would I not see that? You know? Yeah, how is it? that's a fair point. Uh, so it's a one through five. Although there is a zero. We'll get to that. Uh, just in case. Uh, five is... I like that you're saving a zero score for just if it's so terrible that <laughs> actual numbers do not work. Five is... Are you saving any imaginary numbers? No. Negative. negative neg- <laughs> square root of negative one. Yeah. I. Um, number five is would watch in theaters. I would sit still for hours and pay money to do so to see this film. Number four is I would wait for it to come on DVD and either red box it or illegally stream it. Not that I do that, but I do. <laughs> for any authorities out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neither do I. <laughs> Number three is I'd see it if it were on Netflix or Hulu and I was bored and alone. 
because you figure like if yeah, got, if you or got a late night TV, you're yeah, just like same, flipping through channels. Same idea. Yeah, it's you that. come you come across it, you go, yeah, okay. That's well, and and you know what is a real testament to a movie when you're you've already seen it and then you watch it again on mm-hmm. TV. Like there are a couple of Will Ferrell movies when you're like, ah, Anchorman. I'll stop on. I'll watch. I'll watch that next half hour of this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Number two is I would intentionally avoid seeing this. I would even go so far if people were encouraging me to see it that I would just <laughs> Google the spoilers so I could pretend that, I'd seen it. That is a avoid. lot of hate. They mean I almost in a weird way. A number two is kind of I kind of I I don't know how I feel about that score because it's definitely exhibit. It's exuding some emotion from you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Three is the happy medium. Like two is like you're failing. Yeah. And then. One is like that you have failed. <laughs> Number one is cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> I would refuse to see this film. I would discourage others from seeing this film. I would not Act- listen to it. Actively or... tell people how terrible this idea is. Yes. Wouldn't even wouldn't even look at reviews. Well, I'll try my best not to cry. And <laughs> and then of course we have zero. I think there's probably gonna be a quite a oh, sorry, what's a zero? Z- zero is there is no way that this is going to be made into <laughs> oh, a film. So zero chance of even becoming a trailer. No one will ever give you a shot at making this. They will say, lock this man up. This man is crazy. This is a terrible film idea for a movie. Got it. Well, I'm sure there's going to be quite a, dis- a broad... It's like going to be a shotgun pattern. Quite a, <laughs> quite a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> lots of different numbers. <laughs> well, I'm going to hope for a good grouping. <laughs> And uh, to stick with our gun theme, uh, I'm going to hope for a good grouping. All right. So here we are. First of 18. Buckle up. Uh, This one's called The Ape in the Sea is Daft's. A dramatic and heartfelt story of the first seafaring ape after the ape uprising. So he sails. Yeah, he's the first seafaring ape. He sails a, a, a ship. He's basically Ape Magellan. So is he like exploring, trying to find new land, new areas? No, to... no he's just basically he's he's one of the he he's just in love with the sea, and that's just not what apes do. So he faces like discrimination because he wants to sail the, the high seas, huh. and so instead of being in the in the jungles or. You know, dry, being on dry land, he's he's always dreamed of getting his own rig and going out, and singing singing his sea shanties while he <laughs> works on the rigging and does all that fun stuff. I I mean, what kind of conflict and resolution can you have well, as a single ape out in the seas? <laughs> Well, okay, I, I imagine that he has a very disapproving father figure. Sure. And there's some uh, tension there, you know, of him not being able to measure up, so to speak, mm-hmm. and being a little bit of a family embarrassment. You know, you also have the uh, adventure on the high seas. You know, maybe he gets shipwrecked and he ends up in some foreign land with apes that speak a different language See, than him. right there. We're back to land. You have me. <laughs> then, then, then I'm more interested. If it's just this guy fulfills his dream of sailing around, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I don't know how that's a film. Um, 
Well, I was going to suggest maybe we could amend it and make him an ape pirate. But then if he's the only one out there, <laughs> then he's just sailing around. I mean, he's essentially just yachting. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's any better. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll admit, this isn't one of my strongest ideas. But since I am a very, I'm an ape enthusiast, you know, I thought I'd start where my heart truly lied. I could, I could see if he, <laughs> if you gave him enough, like shipwrecked or, or you know, experienced other cultures or even like found, let's say some. What if some what, discarded barges out in the middle of the ocean and he liked, you know, or a drilling platform or and he made found a, some humans, made a life for himself. See, humans, you have me there. <laughs> if it's the last human refuge and they he finds them and then then it's back to the planet of the war, apes whole thing. At that point, I'd say, yeah, OK, I'll give you a I'll give you a three. Yeah. How about that? How about instead he he's he's he really wants to sail the high seas. But instead, what he ends up doing is shipwrecking on a human colony that survived the war um learns about humanity and uh decides to keep their secret and they let him go yeah back to his home i'd 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 give that a three a three three. i am very excited that's a good start for me (laughs) i i hated the last planet of the apes film i uh i i netflixed it and i ended up fast forwarding through almost all of it i am very happy because i wrote three down next to that idea so this is a big this is a big moment for me okay now uh, this this may be familiar to many of you it's definitely gonna be a familiar uh for daft is this gonna be richard simmons with a crime fighting toilet yes (laughs) maybe my best idea so richard it's called help yourself richard simmons is a self-help expert in the in the steampunk 1930s. So he's got a big screen TV. Uh, there's also, you know, random uh, historical figures who are from much later, like Michael Jackson and uh, other people are there. Uh, FDR is president. Um, he, he essentially uh, gets mixed up in this Nazi plot to kill FDR when he is accidentally sent a toilet that is a robot transformer that had been programmed to kill President Roosevelt uh, when he was out visiting in L.A., his favorite uh, burlesque show. Um, <laughs> okay, you, 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 were, you were having me around a 3.5 <laughs> or a 3.75, and and now the, 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 the toilet back in time thing kind of has me down more to a 2.5. Okay, but the thing is is that the, the toilet can transform into, like, a, like, bumblebee-type character. Mm-hmm. Um, also can look like any person. Okay. Uh, and the Nazis are going to use this technology to kill the president. So they're wrapped up in all sorts of mysteries and and uh, and uh, excursions and uh, anyways they end up saving the president's life. But the best part is is the president. Well, this is a big spoiler, but it's okay. The president that does end up getting killed, but it turns out that was a fake robot president. And then fully legs intact, FDR busts in with a machine gun. <laughs> kills the remaining nazis and then tells richard simmons in his robot toilet that it looks like they need a new deal and then we're off to our sequel uh, okay so <laughs> feel fr- fire what, away ask is, is, is this a, is this a comedy an action a... Uh, it's an irreverent action comedy okay um but 
definitely a comedy. There's no Richard Simmons and and Robot Toilet. There's no way that's not comedy. If if you could get someone like Wes Anderson to direct it, I would I say mean, that would be pure gold. I would say absolutely give you a four for it. If it were more like a Michael Bay or um, <laughs> Michael Bay, I can't imagine that there would be a lot of explosions. There's a tra- transforming toilet. As long as his home just randomly explodes, like if if there's just random explosions, then I'm all in for that. If it were like a Michael Bay one, then you'd be gone down into like a two. I would avoid seeing. <laughs> so it. It, what you're saying is depends on the director. It's a big gap in direction. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. So I'm going to give that one a three. I'm going to aggregate it a three. All right. But I really think that you should rate it higher. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> All right. Next one. This is a Star Trek one off of our episode, hey. kind of. Uh, it's called Law and Worf. <laughs> Worf is an overzealous sheriff in a small Midwest town. <laughs> He's the only alien there. <laughs> Admittedly, not my best idea, but I do think it would be quite humorous. So he, so he actually is Worf from Star Trek. Yeah, and they don't know he's an alien, or they do know he's they an alien. do know he's an alien, but they've just like accepted it. He's just the only alien who happens to be in the, that area. Okay, so this is kind of like a an elf situation where he's an yeah. alien and they've accepted him. Yeah, but it's a small town, you know, so they don't have a lot of the conveniences of the big city. I feel like this is a it's like a, a mixture of like Longmire yeah, with Worf with Worf and it's a comedy a comedy yeah it's it's like Eureka mixed with Longmire okay and Worf okay yeah Maybe you get a data cameo I could I could I could give that a try <laughs> it might, on, it, on Hulu or Netflix it, it, I wouldn't avoid it I wouldn't avoid it it admittedly might be a better TV show than a movie though. I was gonna say if it were a TV show. You'd have me at a three. Mm-hmm. If it were a movie, probably a two. I'd probably skip it. It'd probably be about a two. Okay, that's fair. I'm gonna give it a two because I wrote it down as a movie. Because t because TV show. Yeah, I could TV show I could work. see that coming together. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter the musical. Oh a yeah, seven hour movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. No, it has to be seven hours. Nope. I'm sorry that I can't compromise artistically. I believe I won't give it a zero because I believe you would get funding. I think you would. But so that's a what score is that one? Any musical that's seven hours is a one. It's cruel and unusual. No one will sit through it. And those who do are not gonna be the kind of people I'm going to associate with. If you told me it was a Harry Potter two-hour musical i almost said three i didn't two-hour musical well the studios would want it to be a two-hour musical because then they could make more of them but i say no i say it's a one-time movie you do the entirety of the series the entire the entire arc the entire canon it's got to be like seven to nine hours no no there's 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 no way if you redid the movies as musicals and put them on in like With a CGI. play. And put them in like a play production, like that kind of. Would like you go see it as a play, stuff. a nine-hour play? No, no. no. That's, so the, that's so, so much worse. So it's a one. That's all so the way much. around. It's, it's totally one. If you what? did two-hour <laughs> films, what if I let you be in it? 
<laughs> no. Are you sure? I'm positive. What if I gave you, uh, pro- uh, let you be a producer? If I were a producer, <laughs> then I would insist that we put it into two-hour films. No, you're out. And then, and then I'd give it a four. I can't, I can't sacrifice my artistic vision just to, just to get a higher score. I mean, that's really selling out. Then, then you would get a one. I'll take that one. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> Not in a million years. What if, but after that, <laughs> what I would do then is bet Stacy or bet you that you would have to watch the movie if you lost fantasy football. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> That would be the bet that I would make. Those fantasy bets, man. Those are harsh. <laughs> that that should be like a one and a half. Like, would only watch for fantasy bet. Or I guess that is a one because it's cruel and unusual. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it almost it almost qualifies as a two because if you told me about it, I would definitely lie and say, oh yeah, I totally saw that. It, because I was so passionate about it. My favorite part was the singing. <laughs> so is so are you? Do you hate it so much that you're openly defiant? I, 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 I tell you right now, there is no way I would sit through a seven-hour musical. Okay, okay, so you're openly, defiantly giving openly it a defiant. one. Okay. All right. Oh, that's my favorite one so far. Okay. All right, next up, another another classic, Sorted Out. I think you know what this one's about. An average American man gets the sorting hat out of an old trunk and has the adventure of a lifetime. Okay, so... So... Is this a muggle that is yeah, discovering that magic is all real? Mm-hmm. And yeah, no. What's I, that terrible movie about the guy with the teddy bear who's alive? It's Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Ted. Yeah, this is way better than that. But it's kind of like a like in the sense that there would be like a CGI character. Yeah, Ted was Ted was the only reason why people watched Ted was because Seth MacFarlane is so foul. Yes, and. Well, it's maybe Seth MacFarlane could play the Sorting Hat. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> then that's the last nix thing, that. That's the last thing what? we need to do is give that man more power. Jean Luc Picard. Oh yeah, Patrick Stewart is the Sorting yeah. Hat, or or Ian uh, McKellen. <laughs> Either one. Yeah, but at any rate, they could share it. They could share the role, <laughs> depending on what the hat's saying or doing. That would give them a really interesting. If they both said the lines at the same time it's with the same like, it's emotion, a schizophrenic hat. It would just have the. <laughs> it would sound like uh, like reverb, like two two voices at the same time. Be- it, well, my my thought is is like the it, the guys at work at some point in time, and he's like working, and all of a sudden this man comes in wearing the sorting hat because the sorting hat has somehow possessed him. <laughs> Because he's bored at home, wants to come visit the guy at work, and he's like, you can't be here. <laughs> he's like, don't tell me what to do. Sword of Gryffindor. There would definitely be a lot of Sword of Gryffindor jokes, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, He would definitely get mixed up in some sort of like wizard police type of thing. Maybe the sorting hat would be on the lamb. I don't know. What do you think? I, I could imagine it being very funny if the Sorting Hat acted as his wingman. Yes. <laughs> Better be Jennifer. <laughs> we could definitely have like a like a cool best friend character mm-hmm. who's who's like his buddy who know who's in on the hat knows all about it. Yeah. Maybe he can get into some hijinks on his own. Yeah. Okay. I would uh I would give that a three. I would right. watch that. Three is <laughs> that's my highest rating so far. Is three. You could have had a four, but you refuse to shrink the time slot 
of the the, <laughs> the Harry Potter Harry musical. Potter musical. <laughs> uh, put put it into four easy I to bite segments. I don't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one is a little bit off the wall, but staying with our Harry Potter <laughs> uh, theme, Dumbledore. Cyborg Dumbledore, eccentricities intact, is a detective for muggles until one case leads him onto a crime that has implications in his own life. Um. (laughs) Well, he's dead. Well, he doesn't know that. He thinks he's a real Dumbledore. Okay. Hmm. I feel like this is this is almost similar ish to the uh the Longmire Wharf <laughs> feel. I feel like this this is like the Maybe. equivalent of like uh the show Suits and um and um White Collar <laughs> where it's like almost the exact same show but just like oh, three, slightly different. Three things are different, but yeah. that's it. The setting is different. Yeah. Well, in this one this guy's in the faraway future. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That's the big twist. Spoiler alert. I, I would I would probably give it a two. I probably wouldn't see it, but it would probably say I had. <laughs> now, I think that it's, we should point out that you're saying two to me. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the mean the lying is to me. Like, yeah. I made this movie, and you're saying that you saw it, even though you... Well, if you were to make any film, we would obviously go see it, right? But... <laughs> If this was you showed me a whole bunch of trailers like this and I had to rate it, maybe a two. It's <laughs> fair. Yep. You're you're basically lying to save my feelings as a two. Is that's what I'm getting out of that? Kind of. It's like a it's like a soft. I hate this, but I just don't have the heart to tell you how bad it is. Be like you know, I think with some 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 just rescripting, maybe a different writer. This one. This next. <laughs> this next one is a great title. Not so. I, I mean, I'm trashing my own movie, but still, I'll just be honest with you. Great title. Not so sure about the content. <laughs> Jedi Knights. And Jedi Knight opens a nightclub after the fall of the Republic. <laughs> so it's like Boogie Nights or uh, yeah. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. But in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. With the Jedi Knight as the owner. <laughs> trying to pick up the pieces of his life you find some boogie soul music <laughs> really speaks to him i mean he if, works through the he works through the murder of everyone this, this. yeah this could, <laughs> this could be this could be a four this could be a four if it were a retired jedi mm-hmm. who opens a club like the cantina where mm-hmm. all those crazy things yeah. happen yeah but then he kind of solves the crimes of the local people who come in yeah it's his way of like giving back and it'd be like out. a bartender detective kind of feel yeah. but in the yeah no i'd give that a four I'd watch, right. i would watch, I'd, I'd red box that high or five. scream it <laughs> high four high four i am so excited my favorite part about the whole thing is the name though jedi knights just mm. sounds awesome N I G H T. You know it'd have a really uh, trashy neon sign. Yeah, with for like sure. a lightsaber on it. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the, some cops could come in at some point in time and be like, "You better not be doing any Jedi powers." And he's like, "Of course I'm not." And waves <laughs> his hand across. He's not doing it. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on from that victory. I'm so happy. Now we're back to some 
poor films. <laughs> I'll be honest, this one came to me in the night. <laughs> it's not very good. The Remembral. It's based off of a Harry Potter theme, but it's not Harry Potter at all. A fight breaks out during a high school reunion for the rich and powerful and tears through a sleepy town. One small town policeman must take the law into his own hands to keep the peace. See, I, I feel like that is exactly the setup for at least 12 different <laughs> it's essentially, low, low budget erotic novels on Amazon. It's essentially, well, then it would sell great. It would sell really well. It's essentially hot fuzz, but with the rich and powerful, like, ransacking a town and him killing most of them. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a zombie film, but instead of zombies, it's rich people in ball gowns. Mm hmm. You change kill to another verb, and you change zombie zombies to debutantes, and you have a punch, <laughs> punching debutantes. And there's something funny about that. You have that. an erotic if, film right there. If he was an old man, punching debutantes. No, more like a more like a. F- oh, you're meaning like a sexual type of thing. Yes. No, I was actually meaning like physically, he would just like an old fat guy punching. Punching uh, debutantes. I think that that would really... I think the people would want to see that. (laughs) Rich, smug people getting punched in the face by a small town out of shape sheriff. (laughs) Maybe you could have like a Barney type character from uh, 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 Mandy Griffith's show as his right hand man. (laughs) What do you think? Um, I think think that probably sounds like a two. (laughs) Dang. Really? See, I actually think that that would be far more entertaining than you would think. I think that you would be like, this is a terrible movie, but I'm going to watch it anyways because it's so, it sounds so ludicrous that I can't look away. Like, it would just, it would just be violent. There would be like two minutes of plot and then it would just be violence for the next hour and a half. But he really wouldn't be a a small time sheriff then. If you were like a, a small time vigilante or maybe like somebody who was in that same class but got like Ooh, how about bullied this? and then no, no, no. He how about shows this? the reunion. How about this? He was the sheriff. He got fired. But then that sheriff has been killed. So he takes the law into his own hands. Back on the case. I feel like if you lean more like a carry situation where it's like <laughs> bullying and finally getting comeuppance, then I'd say, yeah. It's not a revenge story. It's just a violence story. Mm. It's more about the ironic uh, nature of like rich people trashing a small town and then getting killed. I'm going to go too. Dang it. <laughs> I think you're making a big mistake. It's, it's, this one I'm actually fighting you on because I think that I think that you would find yourself watching it on TV and you'd be like, "Dang, this is a good movie. I wish I'd seen it." it I mean, it, <laughs> I, I could definitely be wrong. Uh, there's lots of shows that I've avoided, and then I watched two episodes, and then I loved them. This one, this next one. So I put down a two, but I'm disgusted with you. Um, I give your response a one. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, this next one is more of a down, uh, dra- drama. It's more serious. Maybe. Okay. It's just called Bruce. An examination of Bruce Wayne and how being Batman is making his life hard. Uh, it's a gritty drama of uh, his life falling apart as Bruce while he's trying to be Batman. 
It's actually a somewhat serious movie. So it's it's there's no Batman in it really. Okay, so it's there's all the maybe Batman cameo, but no real actual Batman. All the all the uncool parts yeah. of the the Batman franchise and the comics, yeah. but with a more serious tone. It would be an examination of his life and how he is as a person, kind of falling apart while I trying could... to maintain this vigilante you know nighttime activity at the same time i could i could see that i could i could give that a four i can give that a solid four if it were a if it were an interesting serious film about a man trying to maintain a double life yeah that's what it is failing and having to choose most important yeah i could see that yeah yeah i give that a solid four all right that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's two fours so <laughs> far. Two fours. That's not bad. <laughs> then that was an actually serious one. Yeah. yeah. Now we're back into the normal vein of Rick. <laughs> this one's called Ray of Light. A man named Ray turns a light post into a death ray for revenge on the cable man. Accidentally kills his dentist, then gets a toothache. Gets drunk, goes on the lamb. <laughs> it's a story of uh miss it's like a what's the wrong place wrong time type of story <laughs> where nothing is going right but he did commit a murder so he is on the lam <laughs> I, I appreciate the double use of ray in there i i, I like that um, i'll be honest that I was mostly like, title i feel like <laughs> If you had someone like John Candy, if you were alive, yeah, play it. What if he was also a priest? Uh, <laughs> then we could have triple meanings of Ray of Light. Yeah, I feel. I feel like if you made it like a, a comedy and had like a a bumbling mm. oaf as yeah, your main, that's who it would be. It would one. definitely be a bumbling oaf type character. Yeah, I could. I could give that. I could give that a three. Wow, I haven't gotten a single zero yet. I am very excited. Yeah, well, I mean... That's coming. There's, there, there's time. <laughs> what did we say this one was? This was uh, a three? This is a three. Ah. Well, hey, we're doing really well. Okay. This one might be my best one, to be honest with you. Mm. Although, it, it has a chance. This one's called The Apology Tour. A man goes on a tour across America to apologize for all the horrible things he's done during step nine. With sexy and hilarious results. I feel like that is the... That's my stomach. That's your stomach? <laughs> that's my stomach. It's so loud I thought it was my stomach. <laughs> that's, that sushi is very... Squiggly? It's, 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 still, it's still flopping around. It was that fresh. <laughs> so, apology um, to her. I feel like this is My Name is Earl. Uh, it's my name is Earl, but a road trip version. Okay. Um, but yes, I can see where you're going with this. It's a road trip version. I wouldn't, it wouldn't have the, um, blue collar tone mm-hmm. in the sense of like that. They're all very like poor, mm-hmm. it, but it would definitely have the apology part and trying to make up for it kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, but he would get. But what I like about it is he would get himself into some sticky situations. It would be a moving movie, so it would always be lots of action, mm-hmm. new places for him to go. 
I definitely envision him getting attacked by a crocodile at some point in time. If, Just in case you were wondering. If you made this a a, a a dry comedy. Like Airplane? No, no, no. Um, Like a Lost in Translation. Oh, okay. And had either Bill Murray or Steve Carell play this character. And then you found out, like, towards the end, like, the reason why he's trying to do it now all at once because he found out he has cancer and oh my dying. gosh that's very sad it'd be like it'd be like a funny serious movie though mm. i would give that a five i would go to theaters and i would i would be okay with giving him cancer at the end i would i, I would, think that's good because that would be like i'm trying to make this step nine but it's more about like you know that then yeah totally that'd wrap be a great up film. your loose ends that'd be a great film. the apology to her gets a five all right, people. Now we're really cooking with gas. This one's right up your alley, Daphs. I actually envision you in the title role. I call it Kong David. <laughs> a man gets transported back in time for some reason to become a Middle Ages king. Watch him invent and lie his way to the pinnacle of world power. And you might be asking yourself, where does the Kong part come in? Also, he fights a giant monkey. <laughs> This, Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> this, this sounds like a reverse, a reverse um, idiocracy film. Uh, yes, where yeah. an, an average, yeah, yeah. average person gets sent through time, ends up kind of like Year Zero, that Jack Black film mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Michael Sarah, with Kong in it though, <laughs> and with me. That's as just that's just the, to mix it up. If you don't say that you would watch your own movie, I I don't I, I think this might be a zero. I don't think I don't think anybody they'd hear it and they go okay it's kind of and then they'd say the reason why it's called Kong and then they'd go yeah you lost me again and then I would demand that you be in the starring role. <laughs> you you could save it by saying, but the main character is Steve Carell and he has cancer. And it's actually kind of serious. <laughs> I feel like that it turns any any film around into a oh okay. There's some Simpsons thing where it's like they're always saying that somebody's best friend is a talking pie, <laughs> and then they're like, hmm. <laughs> I was apparently having a talking pie for the best friend. This one makes it <laughs> makes it work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So that's a zero. Yeah. First zero. That's rough. I would have thought that other other ones would have gotten a zero, but not you in the title role getting a zero. That's really uh, that's I, the harsh realism that I, I come to expect from you. Again, there's only one other thing that can save it, and that is brought to you by Wes Anderson. Because then it doesn't matter what it is, it's gonna make it's gonna do huge. All uh, right. Or who who did a uh, Little Miss Sunshine? Oh, um, that that wasn't the, whoever, it wasn't the Cope brothers. It whoever was, did um, that, that might work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty. This good. This one, I'll be honest, is more of a revenge film. It's called Hand in Hand. An ape princess and a kindly, thoughtful man fall in love, and with the and with her help, he saves his foolhardy friend from certain death and forges a stronger bond between ape and mankind. Or if I was going to be a PC, humankind. Um, I feel like this would be one of those straight to DVD. <laughs> you ones. would also be in this movie. 
I'm pretty sure you would You're be... You're not helping the case you, at all. You would be the foolhardy friend. <laughs> You're right, though. This would be a straight... This would be straight to DVD. This would be... This would be, this would be one of those films. You know, I'm, this I'm would, not saying it's a horrible thing. This might hit it big in the ape audiences, though, after the uprising, after enough time has passed. Yeah. This is... <laughs> This is one of those films I imagine um, that you see in the red boxes where it's like, who watches that? <laughs> well, yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like, oh, um, 2012 came out, that film about like the end of the world and yes. it's all falling apart. Well, as soon as they announced they were going to make that film, there was another small film company that said 2013 and they made a film that was essentially just like it, but a much lower budget and terribly written. It's the same reason why you have like a bunch of knockoff Twilight and Harry Potter films that are always in the red boxes yeah. at the same time. So as what you're saying Mon- is that for a low quality Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes theme film, film comes out right around the same yeah. time, tries to piggyback off of it. I could see that. I mean, sorry, I said that wrong. I wouldn't see it, but I could, I could see somebody uh, so sponsoring you're that. Me a one. I'd give you a one. You wouldn't watch it. It would be made, but I would not watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're getting towards the end of my list. I'm gonna. We're pretty far along. We're 37 minutes. That's in. a pretty solid. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip some of my lesser. Well, you know what though? But who knows which one of these? Could That's be. the thing, man. I mean. I'll- <laughs> Okay. We'll do lightning round. Lightning round. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll do lightning round for the end. All right. Catch this. An ex-ball player loves the game too much to quit, so he joins an adult softball league, but his competitive spirit gets the better of him. Base brawls, PED use, uh, and... Uh, no, baseballs and PED use ensues one of the last gasps of male ego go- goes as they go for the Greater Lower East Side Championship. <laughs> I give that a three. Really? Yeah. All right. I can see. I can see that being funny, or you know, it's a little bit. Yeah, it's rem. It's it's pulling a mo- the heartstrings. Yeah. <laughs> this one, that that actually also might be a better TV show than a movie. To yeah. be fair, um, this one I've already kind of told you about. It's called The Iron Yuppie. <laughs> a big city lawyer secretly dreams of being a wrestling superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine him being a family man with kids, maybe like kind of like a all American dad type figure, but he just really wants to get it on in the wrestling ring. I could totally see that. I would. Uh, I would give that. That would have been huge in the nineteen nineties. Oh yeah, been a five for sure. Then. Well, it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a Nacho Libre like kind of kind of feel to it, but it's believable enough because there are so many strange. Um, sports now like yeah you'll have lawyers who are like roller derby gals on the yeah. weekends i could totally see a regular average guy putting on a luchador mask and doing this on like weekends and again road trips. might be a better show yeah i could see amazon yeah doing amazon priming it i would say a three yeah i agree even though i'm not allowed to grade I, I would give it a three this one 21st century kingdom could I, I envision this being more serious. A man who could talk to squirrels spends a lifetime building a squirrel empire. He watches them grow, fall in love, and die. Spanning from his early teens to his death, this heartfelt movie follows the reign of the Squirrel King. Yep, zero. <laughs> what do you mean zero? No, no one's going to make that. <laughs> it's like Watership Down, but with squirrels and a, and a human king. 
Yeah. No. No. Nope. Why not? No, nope, I don't think. I don't think anyone would make it. If they did make it, I'd give it a one. But I don't think you get anybody to sign it's on harsh. board. <laughs> See, I think that's actually a, then th- those people are missing out because that's a great film. That would be a Christmas tearjerker for sure. <laughs> Especially when his first squirrel dies. <laughs> it, that happens almost immediately. <laughs> like a third of squirrels' births die before they hit one. No, no, the first squirrel he talks to. Yeah, so it's already alive. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> uh, okay. This might be my last one. Kramer versus Kramer, but with a C. <laughs> a man gets sued by his own clone and loses half his possessions and his best friend. <laughs> it, I could see that. I could I could see you that. You could go a couple different ways with it. It could be serious. Yeah. Or it could be a comedy. Well, I mean, the thing too is, is there's You'd lots have- of there's lots of films right now that are kind of serious but have very funny sections like very funny moments like get out for some reason was put into the comedy section for the that's not a the comedy. emmys it's not a comedy but uh <laughs> but there are very funny parts in it and so like so i, I could see you doing a serious film that have a few kind of oh or we look alike kind of hijinks in there as long um, as there isn't any weird sexual tension between the man and his own clone there would be for sure but you'd have to make sure the subtext is really low on it <laughs> well i could see it going that way really easily especially because he loses his best friend and mm-hmm. i think it, the looks the longing looks and just the the phone the late night phone calls mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd have to be really careful yep, yep. and last but not least a, a bonus one i just came up with the movie critic. A movie critic is driven ba- is driven mad by terrible movies and goes on a psychotic rampage. I could I could see I could see that. I could see He um, kills a list of directors and producers, he becomes like a hitman. I don't know. I feel like that I'd see that movie on, on Netflix. Yeah. Someone someone who is forced to critique things and they're just yeah. getting worse and worse mm-hmm. and worse and so Yeah. But and maybe and maybe did you give a rating is, for Kramer versus Kramer? By the way, Kramer versus Kramer would be a a three. Okay, be a three. Lots of threes. I could I could see that being a great show if he were also a screenwriter, like he were a ghostwriting screenwriter, where he keeps like sending ones in, trying to get his films made, but and then instead is just watching terrible, terrible films he made, <laughs> and he gets more angry, <laughs> and then goes on Avengers he just killing snaps. I could definitely see that being so. Okay, overarching themes. Your thoughts from this from this episode? Um, Better than I expected. (laughs) You 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 told me like one ahead of time, and I was like, oh boy, this is this is going to be low. Um, You also take criticism really well, which I appreciate. So Uh, another big surprise. (laughs) And 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 a lot of your a lot of your ideas are. Are well formed, but they are easily shaped into different directions. You can go funny, you can go serious. It kind of depends on on who you'd cast in it. Here's the thing I'm noticing about all these. Well, one, they're very strange for the most part. Mm-hmm. Two, lots of violence. Yeah, and disregard for human life mm-hmm. seems to be a and also very uh, ape and Harry Potter friendly. Super heavy on the apes <laughs> for sure. Well, I, I'm also I'm think I'm thinking ahead. You know, like for when the apes take over, then you, you know, want movies for them too. They need to have movies too, <laughs> and I I know that I'll be discriminated against because I'll be one of those 
dirty humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I won't say, get your hands off me, you dirty ape. No. Which is, I think, what Charlton Heston yes. says in the movie. <laughs> I will reach out a hand of friendship and say, let's make a movie about the first seafaring ape. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, to, to recap... Um, I'll go through the best scoring movies and then the the one that got a zero and a one. Harry Potter the Musical was scored a, a one because I refused to <laughs> compromise yep. on it being seven to nine hours. Yep. Um, Jedi Knight scored a four mm-hmm. uh, because it was just an awesome name and an awesome idea. Uh, let's see. Bruce, the actual the one serious film we put in here, uh, scored a four. Uh, the Apologies, who are our highest scoring one yet, scored a five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kong David, a movie starring you, scored a zero. Just the worst. <laughs> Just the worst. Uh, the Ape Princess movie, Hand in Hand, scored a one. You don't. You would outright refuse to watch it. You also don't believe I could get funding for uh, the Squirrel King movie. No. Nope. In fact, I that, well, some of that is, I think, a, the naming problem. I should, I think I should call it the Squirrel King, and then maybe I might get more interest. I'm thinking you make it a dark comedy and call it Going Nuts. <laughs> I think you'd get a lot Ooh, more. How about this? How about if I change it into a Pixar film? For kids. <laughs> gonna... About a small boy who can talk to squirrels. Okay. And instead of watching them grow old and die, he just hangs out with them and has a good time. Yeah, I mean, anything <laughs> Pixar is going to do is going to do at least a three on the radar. Woohoo! I love Pixar. <laughs> okay. Well, that has been a very long and expensive episode <laughs> of Rick and Daft's podcast because we both skipped work to do it. So lost at least five six hundred dollars yeah how much do you get paid my god no i, I meant combined i know <laughs> well you also have to remember i work 13 hour days oh crap that's right i was like what <laughs> that's so much money should have read your contract more thoroughly <laughs> Stupid. anyways so uh for all of us here at the rig and Def's podcast um happy holidays for mm-hmm. one but uh don't forget to tell your friends. If you want to gift your friends uh, the gift of laughter, you give them the link to these podcasts. Mm-hmm. And their holidays are sure to be bright. It helps if they know us. Not going to lie. Being objective there. <laughs> I would rate this podcast a three. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would also rate it a three. If you don't know who I am... Eh. Don't put in the effort to illegally stream it, because why would you do that? It's free everywhere. Yeah. I don't know why you would see us in theaters. We're we're know how things work, or whatever. What's that podcast? Oh, Stuff You Should Know? Stuff You Should Know. Dude, those guys are great, man. Anyways. All right. I guess that about covers it. Yep. I'm Daphs. And I'm Rick. Have a good one. (laughs) 